I'm your host, Kaylee, and I love my career as a venue manager and now owner. I'm a glutton for punishment, coffee addict, and an ambitious leader. I've seen and done some unglamorous things in this chosen career path, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Let's talk about the ups and downs of venue ownership, and I'll fill you in on the crazy stories, give you some knowledge on the nitty gritty details, and share my passion for this industry. Stick around, and I'm sure you're going to understand why Operating a venue, although rewarding, is elegantly unglamorous. Okay, so I'm recording this the Wednesday before Christmas because I'm a procrastinator. I should have done this before. (laughs) I have so much Christmas like presents to wrap and I have so little time, but I just have been too busy with weddings. And last weekend, last weekend, guys, I delivered. I delivered the decor that I was supposed to deliver, that I was hired to deliver. And like I said, usually, (laughs) I hope that you don't do this, but usually as professionals, we tackle a job we've never done before. We get super nervous about it. I was doubting myself, but I knew that I could handle it. I just was so nervous that I was going to fall on my face and not be able to do it. But guess what? I did it. And I made it through. The couple was happy and so thrilled with the decor and the way everything looked. So, you know, there, there's this moment when you hand a bride a, her bouquet and you just see the happiness on her face and it never fails. Like it just brings me so much joy. And yeah, I, this is why I love what I do. So last week I did not have time to even think or eat or anything. (laughs) So I did not record, um, an episode last week, but I did post one. I had it all scheduled and ready for you. I was not going to leave you hanging, but, um, now I am in my office at 6.30 at night trying to record this because I am not even going to leave you hanging on Christmas Eve. I do not care that it's Christmas Eve. I am still going to give you an episode so you can learn and better your business. So let's dive on into it and talk about all the things that go into venue ownership. Okay. So first I'm going to apologize because I am super congested and nasally and um, you might hear me stiff a little bit and I'm sorry. I am not going to admit that I'm sick because as soon as I admit that I am getting a cold, that means I have one and that I am going to be down for the count, but I don't admit it. So it's not going to (laughs) happen. This week, I really want to talk about hiring staff and the leadership tree and how our business works um, and other venues that I have been a part of um, in, you know, developing and managing. And so I'm going to talk about theirs as well. Now, this can, you know, I always see questions on Facebook groups about, you know, how do you, what does your venue manager do? Are they full time? Are they... 
listen, it all depends on the owners. It all depends on the structure that you need and that you can afford. Um, but I have to, I have to say that hiring staff is one of the most difficult jobs that you will have as a venue owner, because there's several reasons that it's difficult. The first reason is when it's hard to find staffing. I mean, that's a pretty obvious, obvious thing. It is, it's difficult, especially in today's world, post COVID. Um, I have, I am on the, that struggle bus. I am on that struggle bus of trying to find the perfect staff member that is going to fit in, um, into our, you know, environment and our organization. And I also just, I'm not getting the response that I need. Um, we pay very well. We pay very well for, um, you know, for the Midwest. Uh, it's just, it's hard to find a person who doesn't picture this as a hobby and doesn't picture this as a fun job. That's just like, I get to go and be creative at work all day because really that's not it. They're going to be severely disappointed. So it is difficult. Um, the other reason why it's difficult is because you have to release your control to another person. You have to let go of trying to manage every single detail and let somebody else do it. And if you are micromanaging somebody, you might as well do it yourself. Um, so you, you've got to learn to let go. You've got, it is very hard and you're going to worry and you're going to stress out. Like, are they doing a good job, especially in the beginning until they prove themselves to you? I know that's hard for me. That's what I do. And, but it gets easier as you go because you learn how to train that person and you learn how to communicate with that person better. Um, and you can kind of develop, you know, more of staffing. So based on your venue type, um, if you're a venue that doesn't have much amenities, you know, you're either a business with no, or like a barn, let's use that reference. If you're a barn, you don't have tables, you don't have chairs. It's really a bring your own everything. They just rent it out. You might have a venue manager at the most or a day of day of venue manager where they just come to the event to oversee and make sure that, you know, your venue is not being wrecked and the client is being taken care of. But that's about it. That's a part-time position. I think, you know, that's not anything that that's a weekend job. That's a, that's a hobby job. That's for the, that's for those enthusiasts that love weddings and is a, is one of those people that are just made for the service industry. It's perfect for them. Then you get into the venues that do have a little bit more to it, that do, you know, have several weddings a weekend that also have, you know, office things that need to be done, also have, you know, tables and chairs and linens. Those venues might have a full-time venue manager because you need to have a manager that is going to run all the inquiries, the tours, the uh, event setups, the event breakdowns, all that kind of stuff. And not only that, when you have a venue manager, you might have a floor plan setup crew or a cleanup crew unless you're paying a cleaning company. So 
I suggest hiring somebody. I feel like cleaning companies are a little expensive and that you could actually hire that in-house for a less of a cost and more. It's just, it's, I don't know. To me, it's better control over finances to hire that in yourself. But you might have those leadership. So you'd have the owners, you've had a full-time venue manager. Owners, you're handling everything with the business as well. You're the go-to person to help with, you know, the venue manager to handle the finances and keep up on the maintenance and to oversee business opportunities and whatnot. You still have a a full-time job as well. Um, So, that's your job. And then you have the van- venue manager that does all the tours and bookings and social media. And then you have like your floor plan and cleanup crews uh, as well. And you might have a day of like morning event assistant and that might come open the building and just kind of be in the building in case anyone needs anything. Then I would say you have another layer, um, another venue. This is kind of where we fall. We are a catering and bar service and event space as well as decor. So we have several different tiers under our business. So you have the venue, but then you have catering and bar service and decor. So those are our three legs that we have. So venue side, venue over everybody else is myself. Of course, I am owner and general manager of the business. So I'm over everybody else. Then you have a, I have an assistant venue manager because I am very hands-on and we financially are to the point we could hire in another venue manager full-time, but I I like to be hands-on. I am fairly young. (laughs) I am, this is my full-time career. This is my livelihood. I like to be here the nine to five during the day. um, And I like to be hands-on. I like to give tours. I like to, I want to book in and sign contracts with every single client because I want to make sure that I made sure that, that, that they understand the booking process. Uh, They understand the rules of our contract. That's, that's an issue with me. I'm going to tell you right now that is not always the best. Um, I have a little bit of a control issue over that, but it's because I've been burned in the past. I want to make sure that they know I'm present and they know I'm watching. <laughs> but then I also have an assistant venue manager that will that works underneath me that does evening tours, that does um, event. They're at the event in the evening as well. So they're doing tours, they're doing social media, they're doing, um, they're at the event to make sure that everything is followed. The timelines are followed because we also have other segments to our business. We have our catering. So we have an executive chef. Um, we're pretty small catering, so we don't travel much. So I don't, I have one chef. My chef cooks everything for that wedding. Um, so my chef does all the cooking, does all the orders, um, does all the inventory, takes care of that. That is a part-time job. Um, because I do a lot of the orders as well. I do review all the orders. I do keep track of some of the inventory. I review all that. So like I said, I'm pretty hands-on. Um, we have not hired in a full-time chef. We probably won't because, Um, we normally operate on Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and then that leaves the rest of the week that we really don't need a chef in the building. So we can't really get to them to a full time, full time hours. So we keep that part time. 
Then we have servers. The servers work underneath the chef and they are, you know, they do the catering refills on the line for buffets. They do serving of plated dinners. They do cleaning of the kitchen, all that kind of stuff. So they are, you know, underneath the chef. And then we have also dishwashers sometimes, but a lot of times I, we don't even have a dishwasher because nobody wants to do it. So we, we can't, I know that sounds horrible, but I have washed dishes before. It's elegantly unglamorous. I'm telling you, <laughs> owning a venue is not glamorous at all. But um, the, some the servers generally will do the uh, dishwashing as well. Then you go to our bar and we have a lead bartender, which is that main point of contact. They're like a bar manager. They do the inventory, um, set up the bar. They review, you know, the bar cash and make sure that everything's, you know, and how it needs to be. They um, count out tips and split tips. They do a lot of stuff. They also handle any issues with, you know, cutting off and limiting alcohol consumption. Then you also have a security officer in that space. So they're there too, to help monitor um, alcohol consumption. And then we usually will have another bartender, but they're not a lead bartender. They're strictly there to serve alcohol. Um, and then they also do the cleanup at the end of the night. Uh, and then our decor, our decor is me, guys. This is the issue that I have. So my all decor is through me. Um, I do all the flowers and I do all the decorating. I do have somebody usually come in and help me do the decorating. So that's like filling up vases, putting in candles, um, setting them out based on a drawing or a sketch that I've put out for them. So that's my help on that, but everything else is done through me on that end. So I am very hands-on and I mean, I'm preaching to the choir right now, <laughs> but it, this is, I, I am actually trying to step back from that. I am actually trying to hire in my husband uh, full-time. So he is probably going to quit his full-time job and he's going to come in and start doing property management. So keeping up on the maintenance and keeping up on the vendors and um, just overseeing the, the mowing, the landscaping, all that kind of stuff. He does that now, but at the bare minimum, because that's all we can really do with him working full-time and that I keep up on like pulling weeds and taking care of that stuff. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to. So he does, I'm trying to get him hired in next year for a full time. He will, he handles floor plan setup. He handles cleanup. Um, that's another thing too, on the venue side, we do have a, a cleanup crew that comes in and resets the space, cleans it, puts the tables out for the next scheduled wedding, and then does tablecloths as well. So the space is ready to either be decorated or for, for the client to come in. So that's ours. Um, but some places will have an executive chef, a sous chef, you know, a line chef or a line cook, then all the servers, then, you know, two or four, two to four bartenders. And then they'll have a decor team with three or four decor, you know, designers, you get that's higher end. And they usually have their hands into everything else. But I think the main question that I see on Facebook, um, like Facebook and stuff like that is I see a lot of questions about what does your venue manager do? And to answer that question is they assist you. They assist you. And the whole point of hiring a st staff is to 
so you can spend your time in generating more income. Your goal is to generate more income. So if you are doing tasks that do not generate income and do not bring in sales, they are pointless tasks. So if I was cleaning the building, that does not bring me more income. So I can pay someone else to do that while I book another wedding. So I could focus, put my priority on driving the business forward while they could put their priority on maintaining a clean environment for the current business we have. So that's the whole thing. Now, uh, venue managers, like giving the tours and get, doing the contract bookings and uh, doing social media. Social media takes up so much time and we could talk about other ways. I think that's going to be another episode of how you can simplify that. But social media can take up so much of your time. Having somebody just make a simple post and put some pictures or share some pictures on your Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or uh, TikTok or whatever, just to come up with content, that takes a lot of time. So having somebody else do that will help you focus on new opportunities and new income and, and paying attention to, you know, losses and gaps, because that was the main thing for me this year. I wanted to look back and see, okay, we had a lot of losses on why did we spend this much money on steak when our client paid this much? This was 40%. Now I have an executive chef, but sometimes they don't catch those things. They don't catch the inflation that we've had. So my job is to make sure that I'm raising prices. My job is to make sure that our business is financially stable and I can pay my employees and I can, you know, plan for the future. So that is my job. Um, it is just one of those things where you have to have staff. If you have, if you want your business to grow and you want to generate more income, sacrificing the labor so you can go do that and spend your time actually generating business will pay off in the long run. So it, we had to get to that point because when we first started, I did everything, like every single thing, because we just didn't have the finance to get to that point, which I grind and hustle to do all that. I worked really hard. But as soon as I was able to hire in other people, our sales went up 40%. 40% because I hired an assistant manager and I wasn't drained and I wasn't overworked and I wasn't spinning my wheels on things that were not generating business, more business for us. So Yes, it's a sacrifice now to hire in more labor. And yes, you might be cutting it close, but I can tell you, you'll generate more sales in the long run and that will benefit your business and that will get you to the next level. Even if that's hiring in a part-time venue manager, even if that's hiring in a day of assistant to help with weddings, it will help you in the long run because you could put your time towards more valuable things. So, I hope that helps you and I hope that you have a good Christmas. I hope that you spend it with your family and stay nice and cozy and um, just enjoy this 
holiday spirit because it truly is magical and it's a great time of year. And I am so happy for you and I want your business to be successful. And um, I'm, I'm sending you all the love and all the joy in this magical time of year. So, all right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Do you know another venue owner, event professional, or maybe an entrepreneur that you think will benefit from this podcast? Why don't you share it with them and help me inspire others? Stay informed by following or subscribing to this podcast. You'll be notified each time an episode is posted. You can also follow me for more tips and inspiration on Instagram at Elegantly Unclamorous Podcast or on our website at ElegantlyUnclamorous.com. I'll see you next time.